Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. I'm Kyle Chittock, your host of Bolton eBikes, the podcast, and of course, the owner of Bolton eBikes. A common question I get is people wanting to know if they can add a second battery to their e-bike. So if you want to know all about parallel batteries, how to connect a second battery to your bike, and what does that mean, then this is the place to be. So stick around. Once again, this is the Bolton e-bikes podcast. This is probably a, maybe not a daily question, but probably close to it. It's a Several times a week question, people emailing in saying, I have this bike or that bike. I want more range. I can't fit a bigger battery, but I have a space on the bike. I could mount a second battery. That's true for probably any e-bike realistically. You can almost always mount a second battery somewhere. Now, in my opinion, the easiest thing to do is just buy a second battery. And when one dies, you just swap it out. But often what people want to do is have two batteries hooked up at the same time. So if you've ever wondered what that means, what does that entail? Does it add more power? Does it add more range? Can you charge them at the same time? Do you have to charge them separately? You know, is there a switch that switches back and forth between the batteries? These are all the kinds of questions that we get. I'm going to try and answer every single one of these and make it so it's super clear you are going to know more than you probably need to know, but you're going to know exactly how everything works. Now, first off, I know, at least as of today, when I released this episode, we sell a parallel battery connector that allows you to do this quite easily. And right now it's probably out of stock with no estimated lead time. I do apologize. That is the case. We are working on that. So <laughs> hopefully if you're listening sometime in the future, we have those available again on our website. If you want to make this in a fairly easy process or you want to buy a connector that makes this simpler. But first, let's talk about batteries and how they're wired, because I think you need a basic understanding of how voltage and battery capacity works for this to make any sense on why you would want to do this or what you're going to get out of this. Now, something to remember is that if we go all the way to the cell level, our batteries are already wired two different ways. They're wired in parallel with other cells, and they're wired in series with other cells. So an individual 18650 cell, which is the most common things used in e-bikes, there are some exceptions. The Warthog uses the newer larger 21700 series cells. Uh, I've worked on some stealth bikes that use actually pouch type cells, but those are the exceptions. Usually these 18650, which is a shortened version. Basically, it tells you exactly how tall and what the diameter of the cell is. Those are what's normally used. And typically they have a nominal voltage, meaning a normal operating voltage of about 3.7 volts. Obviously 3.7 volts is nowhere near what you need to run an e-bike. We're used to hearing things like 36 volts on the low end, 48 volts, 52 volts. Those are usually the more common things we hear. And, and of course, that individual cell doesn't have the capacity we need either. So the first thing that you can think about doing or think about how a battery is constructed is that those cells are arranged in series. So if you take 
two cells and you put them together, essentially positive to negative, and then you put a voltmeter on the negative of one cell and the positive on the other, and then the positive and negative are connected to each other on the individual cells, you take the 3.7 volts and you double it. So we've just increased our voltage from 3.7 up to 7.2. Hopefully that is clear, that makes sense to everybody. Now, if you add a third cell in series, connecting it in the same way, you just added another 3.7 volts, you add a fourth, you go up, and so on and so on, until you get up to something like 48 volts. And if you look closely, there's a chance your battery might even have this. It might have a little stamp that says something like 13S4P or 14S3P. And the S is telling you how many cells are in series. So as an example, 14 times 3.7 is 51.8 volts. Or that's, if you round up to 52 volts, that's what you would view as a 52-volt battery. What we know is a 48-volt uses 13 cells in series. But that's not the whole story because we then need to take and add some cells in parallel. Because if you just took cells and added them in series, at least for these 18650 cells, they're not going to have a high enough capacity to have any usable range at that point. Just as an example, a typical Samsung cell that's used might be like 3,500 milliamp hours or 3.5 amp hours. So if you know your e-bike battery at all, maybe you've got a 10 amp hour battery on the low end. You might have a 14 amp hour, maybe even a 21 amp hour. Well, if we only connected cells in series and that was it, you would have a 48 volt, 3.5 amp hour battery. You would go like a couple miles and the battery would die. The other thing is when you are drawing power from cells in that way, you are pushing each cell harder. So you're drawing more current from each individual cell. They're not going to have as great of a lifespan. They're not going to perform as well. The voltage is going to drop under load more severely. Your bike's not going to perform as well in addition to not having as much range. So what we do to make e-bike batteries is we have those 13 cells in series, and then we add another string in parallel to those. So now instead of 3.5 amp hours, we double it. Now we have a seven amp hour battery. And then we go up from there. And depending on what the individual cell capacity is, you just keep adding those in parallel until you get up to you know, some of these massive batteries that we're talking about. Batteries for e-bikes are already wired in parallel and in series to get the voltage and the amp hour ratings that work for electric bikes. So simple electronics there. Hopefully you're following so far. Because if you understand that, then this next part is going to make a lot of sense. It's just going to come naturally, hopefully just flow into your brain like osmosis. If not, I'm still going to keep this simple so it makes sense. Let's say you've got a 48 volt, 10 amp hour battery. We'll use a small example because if you've got a small battery, you want to add more range. 
and you say, I want to add a second battery, what is that going to do if I have them both plugged into the bike at the same time? And let's say you have two equal batteries. Both are 48 volt, 10 amp hours. They have an equal capacity, equal voltage. Let's just say they're identical in construction and everything. Let's say in a perfect world, both batteries are fully charged and you plug those batteries together in parallel. Because if we plugged them in in series, we would double our voltage. Well, that's not going to work. That'd be a 96 volt battery. That's just going to fry everything. <laughs> so that's not going to work. But we want more range. We can plug them in in parallel. That is going to keep the voltage of the overall pack between these two batteries at 48 volts. But instead of a 10 amp hour battery, we effectively now have a 20 amp hour battery. So you're not going to get any appreciable increase in power because the voltage is the same, but you are going to get a very big substantial jump in range. You're going to basically going to double your range. Now I say appreciable amount on the power because technically, remember I did say that we have all these cells in parallel, not only to get range, but to avoid pushing each individual cell so hard. So if you're pulling off of two batteries, you just dropped the load on each battery in half. So this is kind of a weird concept to think about, but if you are running a 48 volt 10 amp hour battery until it dies, and then you swap it for another one, run it till it dies. Well, in theory, you'd actually get better performance and possibly more range if you had two batteries that are 48 volt 10 amp hour connected in parallel, and we're pulling from both of them at the same time. Because you're pulling less current from each cell, the battery can perform slightly better and you can actually get slightly more performance, slightly more range out of it. So there is an advantage to doing that. You're also increasing the overall life expectancy because you're pushing the battery half as hard. So hopefully that makes sense as well. Now, I said in our perfect example, the batteries were fully charged. We could connect those in parallel. They wouldn't explode. They wouldn't spark. They wouldn't do anything crazy. We could hook them up to our motor controller. We could ride the bike. Everybody would be happy. But there are some potential problems with that. Let's say we have two equal batteries. We charged one up to 100%. We forgot on the second battery, and it's only 50%. And we plugged those batteries together with a standard parallel connection. Now what happens? Well, one battery has a higher voltage because it's fully charged. It's at 52 volts. No, wait, 48 volts. That's going to be 54 volts. So one battery sitting at 54 volts. Voltage is a potential difference uh, in energy. And then the other batteries at 48 volts. Well, they're going to equalize. Imagine that batteries are like two bins full of water. And one is full and the other one's halfway full. And then you drill a hole between them and you connect a pipe between the two, you know, the water levels are going to equalize. The battery's basically going to try and do the same thing. And it's not going to take its time. <laughs> the battery is instantly going to flood current from one battery to the other. So one battery is going to see a massive discharge spike in energy. The other one's going to see a massive spike charging into that battery, it's not good for either one. Hopefully, 
if you ever did this on accident with two batteries, you just blow a fuse. But if they aren't fuse protected, uh, it could potentially overcharge one of them, undercharge the other. The cell voltages would probably be all over the place unbalanced. It's not a good situation to be in. That's one problem. The other thing is, if you have two dissimilar batteries of different capacities, they don't always play nicely and drain evenly either. So we have kind of this weird problem where this would be a good thing to do on a bike, but electrically, it's a little bit difficult because on the single battery, there's a BMS, there's a circuit to control all of this. But when we just plug two batteries together in parallel, uh, there's nothing intelligent going on there to keep these problems from happening. That's why we have this parallel connector that we sell, which is constantly sold out because they work well. Uh, And what they do is they solve some of these problems and they have something inside called an ideal diode. Basically, there's a small, very simple circuit inside uh, this connector that doesn't allow voltage to flow from one battery to the other. The voltage can only flow to the motor controller. Here's what happens with the parallel connector uh, is if you plug in one battery and it's at 54 volts, fully charged, you plug in a second battery, it's at 50% charge at 48 volts, and I'm just making up the 50% at 48, just for an example here. Instead of that current rushing from one battery to the other, nothing happens. (laughs) Everything's just happy. Now, when you start using the bike, what this connector will do is start draining from the battery that has the most charge that's at the highest voltage. And that's the only one that's going to be drawing power until the batteries equalize. So once the batteries are at the same voltage level, then they will both be drawing power and sending that power to the motor controller and to the motor. And then that's when you see basically the load being distributed between the two batteries. And this helps with the different capacity problem I also mentioned. So as long as you have two batteries that have the same voltage, they could be totally different capacities. One could be bigger than the other, and it's going to allow them to drain evenly based on their capacities, and it's going to keep those voltages stable as they go down. So the advantage for you is that you're going to get more range. You're going to get more life out of each battery because you're not pushing them as hard. And you don't have to worry about swapping your battery out mid-ride. You can just ride it as if it is one. Now, charging is slightly different for this. It depends on how this whole setup is wired up. I have two models right now that have dual batteries. One is the Warthog, and then the Lancers. We're working on getting stock of the second battery that's an option for it, but I promise we will have them uh, at some point in the near future. But basically, those are wired up specially so that they can work in the way I've just described. You can have one battery on the bike, and it'll work. You can have two batteries on the bike, it'll work. You can have them charged to any level, and it's going to draw from whichever battery has a higher voltage till they're equal, and then it's going to draw from both from that point on. Uh, But those bikes also have a charge port wired in that allows you to just have a single charge port on the bike that will charge both batteries, which is really convenient. Now, downside to that is that your charge is going to take twice as long. So as an example, on the Warthog, 
If I plug it in at home after commuting on it, I plug it into a charger just for simplicity on the frame that's built in, uh, it's going to be charging both batteries. So if I only have a two amp charger, it's effectively charging both batteries at a one amp rate. And they're 15 amp hour batteries, which means that's 15 hours to get a full charge, which normally I don't kill it all the way and it's charged overnight easily. It's not a big deal. Uh, But that's just something you need to be aware of. If you want the batteries to charge faster, then you'd want to unplug them, remove them from the bike, plug in each battery separately, and then effectively you're charging at double speed. Uh, In that case, you could have, you know, couple of three amp chargers or something and that would work great. But that's one thing to be aware of. If it's a factory bike and it's wired for dual batteries, there usually will be a single port on the frame somewhere that can charge both batteries, which is really convenient uh, and something I like to have. You also have the advantage of, you know, if you have a second charger, you can pop off both batteries and you can charge twice as fast when you need to get charged up faster. With this parallel connector that we've got, it doesn't have its own charge port built into it. They're generic XT90 connectors that are used on the one we sell. Uh, So you would need to continue using your charger plug directly into the charge port on your battery on each battery. And if you are charging one battery, remember, it's not going to charge both in that case, because that circuit, that parallel circuit is designed specifically not to let the voltage flow from one battery to the other. So there's two different scenarios on how the charging can work. It depends on the connector. Uh, In the aftermarket case, you're probably going to have to charge separately. On a factory bike, you might be able to charge them together. That's how that works. Again, is, is it going to add any power? When it comes down to it, probably not anything you would notice. <laughs> I would just say, don't count on it adding any power, even though in theory, your voltage drop will be less, which means your current can be higher, which means you should have more power. Is it a measurable amount? Mm, probably not. Probably not a huge difference. Will it add range? Absolutely. That is the biggest benefit. uh, And it works really, really well for that. If you're not looking for more range, there's really no reason whatsoever to do this. (laughs) So, but if you want to connect two batteries, that's the basics of the electronic side, how it works. And that's how you will see sometimes people have a second battery mounted on a rack. They've got wires going down to the frame somewhere and it's plugged in somewhere. Now, be aware that this varies widely on the bike and how difficult it may or may not be to do. If your motor controller going to your battery has an XT90, which is this big yellow connector, then your Golden, the the adapter that we typically offer, will plug right into that. You can plug your battery into the parallel adapter, you plug your second battery into the other side, and you're done. But in some cases, uh, as an example, something like the Foxbat, the connectors are kind of buried in the frame. You'd have to tap into those, run new wires somewhere. It's a bigger DIY job to do that. Uh, And we don't have parts and pieces readily available, at least at this point in time, for you to do that, not plug and play parts. So there are companies online that sell things like that. They sell the connectors and wires so you could make up your own wiring harness. But I highly recommend using one of these smarter parallel connectors that has some sort of ideal diode setup or something similar in it where it doesn't let current flow from one battery to the other. Otherwise, you have to monitor monitor things very, very closely so you don't have an unsafe condition. When it comes down to it, batteries are a serious thing. There are people 
that have batteries that catch fire, that explode. It has never happened to date in all of the nearly six years of doing business to any of my customers. And it's never happened on any of the bikes I've ever sold. However, I've seen it happen on other bikes. I've seen it happen on DIY bikes, online in forums, never in person. And I know that in 99% of those cases that I've seen online, it's usually because somebody wired something themselves and didn't quite know what they were doing. So just word of caution, make sure to be safe. If you're not sure if you're doing something right, uh, take a moment to ask somebody who's done this before. Make sure it's being done correctly. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I appreciate you for listening and being here. Again, I want to remind you about our new website, ebikesearch.com. If you haven't signed up already, during these initial stages, it is invite only. So you got to go to invite.ebikesearch.com to sign up. We'll send you a special code, and then you can see the bikes we have listed online. And as another reminder, over the next month or two, as we get this site up and rolling, I am going to post some of our giveaway bikes for sale on that site for extremely low prices. So if you happen to hop on randomly and you see a bike listed for $1 from Bolton e-bikes, buy it (laughs) because that is not a joke. That is real. We are going to use that as a method to give away some of the bikes we are reviewing over the next month or two. Once again, if you want to sign up to that, go to invite.ebikesearch.com. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you on another Tuesday. Tuesday.